The Tuesday Club with Sean, Kyle and Shane. Hello and welcome to the very last Tuesday Club of 2020. We're going to run this season off with an absolutely unbelievable guest. I'm delighted to say that we are sponsored this episode by David Telecom. David Telecom. Bring your home, farm or business into the 21st century with David Telecom's 4G mobile broadband. Super fast speeds, no landline required and with a quick and easy installation process. Be part of Wales's fastest growing and largest mobile broadband supplier, David Telecom. For all your 4G mobile broadband, they specialise in homes, farms, warehouses, particularly large spaces, so super fast speed. It's the fastest growing and largest mobile broadband supplier in Wales. Get into them, David Telecom. I know they've supplied me. I know they've supplied Shane. Kyle's going to be next, and a very special guest is going to be next after that. So big thank you to David Telecom. We have boys on tonight's show. A very special guest. We've been trying to get her on for ages. She doesn't need no introduction, but she put maths on the map. She is the host of the very special Pride of Britain Award. She's been on everything under the sun from Strictly, I'm a Celeb, and so on, Radio Wales. It's the one and only Carol Vorderman. Welcome! Thank you. <laughs> Hello, Hello. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> it is the Tuesday club. They're like, they're, we're all we're like little schoolboys here now, Carol, because we've been desperate to get you on we're delighted you're on <laughs> before christmas we've all done our hair have you i've noticed we've got like is that the brill cream in there sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring my curls out bring my curls out. how's things with you anyway how's how's life how's lockdown be treating you where's it oh, it's gone on hasn't it it's been a bit of a lockdown hokey cokey for me because i've been moving from england to wales and then that stopped and then it started again, and then it stopped, and then it started again. Anyway, I have moved now, but, um, but yeah, it's just difficult. But uh, I'm one of those people, I can find something to celebrate in anything, really. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people who's, like, really annoyingly positive all the time. <laughs> Get out, Borderman, with your cheery air. Just buzz off. But I can't help it. I love it. And I, the only thing that I miss is the chatting and coaching. I really, really miss that. I, I, I could honestly say that I do. Yeah. I love the fact that you say coaching now as well. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I coach. I, lo- I, I just love it. I love that whole, you know, even down Chippy Alley, I'm coaching people. And, you know, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, why is she doing that? But I love it. I, I do it. Uh, how are you? How was your Welsh coming along, uh, Carol? I know you were you were you were having lessons, weren't you? Yeah, I was having lessons, and I was doing you know as a learner, kind of quite well. And I was learning um, a gog, you know, come uh, uh, gog, and um, and then it stopped in all honesty because I was locked in in my house in Bristol for the first lockdown. I was doing all this maths teaching and stuff, and. Um, and it stopped, so I'm just starting it again now. Now that I've moved, I can. Mm-hmm. And I found 2020, for me, has been so busy. It's been one of my busiest years, really, with the education and the great indoors, which I did for BBC Wales. And then as soon as lockdown lifted, 
it, uh, and I'm just really not complaint at all, but then work started because then filming for all sorts of different things could start again. So it was mm. a bit like that. So and I suppose maybe I am making an excuse. I'm not really, because I do love it. I keep going back. I'm on this app, Shane, called uh, Say Something in Welsh. Uh, yeah. And, um, and it's brilliant. And it's split into three levels. And I keep okay. getting halfway through level two and then dropping it for a month. And I keep having to go back to, to the lesson 25 in chapter one. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like reading a novel. Then you go, oh, I've forgotten what happened to him. And I'll just have to go back three chapters. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. difficult. I, one of the biggest things that I, well, I don't regret because I suppose I didn't make the decision on what school I went to when I was younger because yeah. I was too young. But my dad, my dad wanted to send me to a Welsh speaking school because my grandparents are all from Carmarthen or Carmarthen, and they all spoke fluent Welsh. My dad spoke fluent Welsh up until he was about nine when they moved down to the Samfields area, put all but where nobody spoke Welsh. So we sort of lost it over the years, and that's one of my biggest sort of, well, like I said, it's not really a regret of mine, but that I can't speak Welsh. I'm so patriotic. I love everything about Wales. I am the typical Welsh male i suppose and i got offered a part when i was 18 in publicum and it was a re- it was like a really decent part and i had to say no because i couldn't speak well so it was really really sad but i did try when i was living in london you know you download those apps that like you were just yeah. talking about when there i had duolingo and they yeah. never they never had welsh on there so i was like on the tube going to work in these call centers as a job and actor and they would be like trying to learn a bit of italian or a bit of spanish a bit of french i'm <laughs> never never going to need them uh, but they've recently put Welsh on there now, so you can learn Welsh. Uh, I think it's been on it for about two years, so I tried that, but you know, I fell away from that because I think it's probably one of the hardest languages to learn if you haven't learned it from when you are a child. Shane? What do you think, Shane? You're, you grew up a Welsh, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, my... Um, well, I come from a Welsh valley anyway, so if you don't speak Welsh, yeah, they look at you strange, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but my, my dad's side of the family were fluent Welsh language and my mother's side were uh, a bit of everything really you know uh, we have we got my my grandmother's English uh, but can speak Welsh and has tried over the years so I was just born into it really um, luckily you know obviously there are advantages to to being able to be to speak Welsh but it's not easy I know it's not easy and the thing is Carol that the North Walian accent uh, and some of the words are much different to where I'm from as well so I even struggle trying to communicate with the, the gogs then really so to speak so so it's yeah it's not it's not an easy language but um you know it's there's more and more people trying to learn it now which is very encouraging uh like just people like yourself as well and you know it's i think it's important that we keep the language going isn't it well it's like it's like the little words so owen win evans you know the drumming sen- internet sensational weatherman who's from Ammonford. so he and i went on this program together and he was like my mentor well, S4C for Channel Pedro Alec. And, um, and he would say, Kamrag. Of course, I say, Kamrag. It's a bit like that song, Tomato, Tomato. Let's call the whole yeah. thing off. You know that one? And then he'd say, Heavy, whereas I'd say, Heavy You. And, then, you, yeah. and all the different like nuances, which are just accents. So when you're learning, that's a bit confusing. I'm sure yeah. when you're a Welsh speaker, you understand it, just like when you're an English speaker. You can sometimes talk to a Geordie, sometimes not if they've had too much beer. But you know, it's a, a little bit like that. Yeah. So, as a learner, it's a little bit, a little bit tricky. But I really want to. I wanted to be fluent by by now, 
to be honest. But I think with 2020, I think for me, the key has been not to try and fight things, just to sort of go, well, this is how it is. I'll make the best of how it is. And there's only so much you can do, you know. So next year is going to be rammed with stuff, I'm telling you. Absolutely. You've got plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah, plenty, exactly. Yeah. yeah so, Carl, you're down in, down in Solver in Pembrokeshire now, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. What a beautiful place. I've got a business down there, um, Muck Adventures. We've got an outdoor adventure company. Um, you'll have to go down there, Aberridey Beach, which I'm sure you've been down. Yeah, yeah. The, the boys are based down there. We'll have to get him in the sea coast area. But what a beautiful yeah. part of the world. It's so beautiful. And I've lived all over. I'm not a, um, I'm not one of those people that attaches to a house. My mum was a bit like, was very much like that. I know a lot of people are. It's like, oh, that's my home. My home literally is where I want to be. That's how I, that's how I feel. And, um, and Solver, there's something so beautiful about Pembrokeshire, which is, you know, a lot of people when I said, right, I'm moving down, they went, yeah, but it's like small town, you know, and everybody knows everybody's business and you might not want them to. And uh, la, 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 la. And I said, yeah, but I'm from North Wales. I'm from Denby. You know, it's no different. It's absolutely no different to how my life was when I was growing up. And I like that. I like knowing stuff. I don't mind people knowing my business. Everybody knows my business anyway. So it's like, um, I, I love it. And, and I love hiking. And I... You know, I'm so rarely and have so rarely ever been uh, alone. That doesn't mean lonely, but by myself throughout my life. Because I looked after my mum from when I was 21. She lived with me. Then I've had kids. Finally, uh, Cameron left in September. So um, it's just wonderful. I love it. I actually love the time being alone because I'm never bored, ever bored. Always, this thing's going round all the time. Well, you got 186 miles of coastal path down there. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> my know. man, uh, my man Finton down there, he knows it all. And uh, I've always planned on trying to walk it all. You know, um, obviously stopping off along the way. And uh, I still have that in mind. We were going to do three men on a walk. You know, Shane, Kyle, and myself. Uh, oh, that'd be that, yeah. Only well, if there's a only if there are pubs on the way. We'll stop at designated, uh, you know, watering points. Don't you worry. Water pub crop. (laughs) The sloop in Porthgyne, I can list them all. Lovely. But if you do 186 miles, you also do 31,000 feet of ascent. Wow. So it's like Everest is 25,000. So you also do Everest plus plus two Snowdens. We'll have to do it, boys. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do that, lads. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's absolutely it's hard. It, 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 if ever there was a Carol Vorderman moment, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Listen, That's a numbers. I love it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Carl, I want to ask you, we spoke earlier on in the year, um, obviously with everything that's gone on, about the maths factor. So there's something that you started and then made free for um, pretty much all the children, I guess. Is it, is it just mainly aimed at children? Primary, yeah. Primary, yeah. So how yeah. has that gone this year? Because obviously you rolled it out across the country and did you get a lot of great feedback and what's what's going on with that? So I set it up about 10 years ago. So when I was booted off Countdown, I kind of wanted to do this thing because I've always been writing maths books and stuff like that. And I put, uh, it was ahead of its time really. I, we launched 10 years ago. 
and then I and it's an online math school so there are thousands of videos it's all kind of laid out for the kids and everything it's all very sort of animated but fundamentally every day they have an anti-carol session or three days a week four days whatever suits them and uh, I teach them a tiny bit of maths and then they practice that tiny bit of maths but it's all structured because I really know what I'm doing <laughs> and uh, and it's all very come on we're doing this and um but they learn and because my boy uh was a special educational needs boy. He was in a special school for a long time. Um, I think I learned subconsciously how to teach. So my daughter was always top of the year. She's just finishing now. She went to Cambridge to physics, chemistry, just finishing a PhD in nanotech at Cambridge, going to apply to be an astronaut, la, 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 la. Wow. That's my daughter. She's 28. So she's like super academic. And then I had this other child who couldn't read till he was... 10 and even then that was a big struggle so I learned instead of learning how to teach a bright kid like her like I was in school I had to learn how to teach the child who struggles and that's the thing about the maths factor is that the uh, special educational needs people now so normally it's subscription it was two pounds a week then we went free during lockdown and now it's back on subscriptions about a pound a week and we had a, a, about half a million children registered with us and when they all went back well not all but you know a lot of them when they went back into school um they've won maths awards they've gone from being a strip bottom of the class to top of the class or they've gone up a class or whatever and that gives me yeah. the biggest thrill really does give me the biggest thrill. Yeah, my, my my son done it my son Did done it. he was yeah he was last year of primary school um at the beginning of the year, obviously, and I went up to comprehensive, and and he loved it, and his maths is really good, actually. So I I requested a paternity test because I'm not sure where he's come from. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite worrying. It's quite worrying. <laughs> it's quite funny you were saying that then about teaching ends of the spectrum. It was a bit like when I was coaching your space. It was teaching coaching Shane on one end, you know. And then you had Mike Phillips, then the, the other end, really, isn't it? <laughs> to learn how to coach on a spectrum. Um, talking of rugby, Carol, I saw you. You didn't see me. Um, you were obviously in amongst loads of Welsh fans out in Japan. Um, oh, I, was, that. I, I was going to ask you, A, Japan itself, wasn't it amazing? But then the games, it was just a different level, wasn't it? It was just... It was like being on a buzz up here, wasn't it? All the time. And Japan. So I went with my friend Jules and she and I just like travelled around. So we went, flew in via Hong Kong, went to Tokyo, went around Tokyo, did, I can't remember the name, city now, Kumamoto? Kumamoto? Kumamoto, yeah. 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 And uh, the other one, which is a bit north of that. I can't remember the name. Anyway, and, and so we did three cities and we drove all the way everywhere and all of that. Never saw one single piece of litter anywhere. Nothing. And the toilets. Oh, oh different level. <laughs> Come on, I'm talking to three people here now who've been to the, the toilets in Japan. Please tell me what was so good about the toilets. Oh, what those Can you do dinner off it? Couldn't do you. Honestly, they were like warmed seats and then... There were so many buttons, weren't there, Sean? Buttons. Yeah. Buttons, yeah. Kyle. Yes, you know, buttons. Carol's a lady, I'll tell you. Buttons, <laughs> did you want a flush? Do you want a hard flush, a soft flush? Do you want a whirlpool? Wow. Do you want it dried? Do you want it warm? Do you want it cold? You, rinse. Whatever you want. So, there what, was a rinse. Rinse, was it? A rinse. What was your, yeah, fa- what was your favourite, Shane? 
well, everyone loves a rinse, don't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. But, but I tell you what, the the, seat, the heated seats were the best because obviously I lived there and I'd get up in the morning and they'd just be waiting for you. Honest with God, it was better than breakfast. Do you know what? Right, I, I've I've never tried right, and this is so funny that you should say that. I've never tried a heated or a Japanese toilet, a state-of-the-art toilet. But this is the weirdest thing ever, right? I. In the mornings, you know, I like I have to sleep with the windows open because I'm quite a big boy. I'm furry. I need to be cold to go to sleep. Anyway, when I wake up in the morning and you know you do your business, I hate that the toilet seats are freezing cold, right? And I said, oh, oh, and I had a shiver. Um, my missus goes, what's the matter with you? I said, oh, I just hate it when you sit in that toilet first thing in the morning. It's freezing cold. She went, I love it. It's my favourite thing ever. Who says that? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most bizarre no, thing anyone's no. ever said. I love a cold toilet seat, me. Never. <laughs> no, you won't hear that again. No, I don't think so. But no, I just, no. I just thought I'd share that little anecdote with you because it was very familiar. <laughs> Listen, I saw a couple of videos this week, actually. It had nothing to do with the Rugby World Cup. Some I went on this, the topic. I want to ask the three of you. Um, it was a video about Japan being the most honest place in on earth or the most honest people. Did you find that when you went there? You know, you were in amongst all the people all the time? Anyone? I, I, th- I thought it was just e- exceptional. People were so smiley and kind, and they obviously have a, a lot of fun. They're obviously also allergic to alcohol, because even yeah. though I've been around Cardiff on a, on a Saturday night a few times and in a lot of other cities besides, like people, I've never seen so many people like out. Like, <laughs> completely out. And, and the bars, you go into like, uh, you know, here everything's on the ground floor, isn't it, more or less? You go in, oh, there's a pub, there's a door, you go in from the pavement. There, they're like in buildings, aren't they? And you can go in, you go up the staircase, there'll be one bar there and then another bar there. And then, it, oh, it's brilliant. Almost like a student halls then, a stu- student, uh, what do you call them? Kyle, yeah, you, you have to go and experience it, mate. Yeah. Uh, Shane and I went around the place called Golden Guy in Tokyo. Honestly, we could still be there now. We wouldn't have hit every bar. It, honestly, now, and each bar is like your front yeah. room, yeah, with, with optics and you know fit five, six people in, and it's it's brilliant. It is. It's a brilliant city. Yeah, but you're right. Very polite and kind. You know, you bow when you go down for breakfast. You bow when you go to the lift. You bow. You get your breakfast. You bow. You go out. You go back in the lift. Somebody else bows. Somebody's waiting. <laughs> when you get out of the lift, bow. I came home. I bowed and I went for some milk in, in Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! But they, they just, they just are the friendliest people in the world. I don't care where you go, you know that they, they're here to make your life comfortable. And and how comfortable was everyone in the World Cup? Oh. You know, but even when I when I went out, I was in Japan for three years, and on the second year I was there, my family came home, so I was in Japan on my own. Now that um, so the club had found, I'd I'd realised that I was there on my own. So the head, the CEO of Mitsubishi Heavy Industries worldwide, who was pretty much the main the main guy, right? Uh, messaged me on Christmas Eve and said, you come and have dinner with us on Christmas Day. Um, which is, is, you know, it just doesn't happen anywhere else. Can you imagine like the head of, I don't know, Nike or Puma or something back home here, you know, a global company, having, me, having someone random who he's probably never met before in his house for dinner. It was just unreal. But that's, uh, that's how they are. They're there to make you feel, you know, comfortable, and it's great. And I also lost my wallet on a train once, and uh, uh, one of the Japanese men r- raced out and sh- to chase me to give me my wallet back. And then the trains, the doors of the train closed, and the, and the train went. He missed his train just to give me this my that, wallet that's, back. That's, 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 ex- 
that sums it up. That's that the exact video that uh, provoked my question there. I saw a video on social media recently of a man walking through the streets of Japan, Tokyo or whatever he was, and he was pretend dropping a wallet and had a camera on his backpack when he was walking away. And every single time he dropped the wallet, exactly what you just said happened. They picked it up and chased after him until he got it back. It's superb. You talk, it's, yeah, it is. It's, it's clean. There's hardly any crime in Japan as well. Um, obviously, you do, the further you get into town where you, you've got the Ayakuza and, uh, and and you do get gangs, Brazilian, unfortunately, in places like Rapongi where, you know, the, the Americans and, and the Brazilians and the, and the Algerians come. But apart, well, the three years I was there, I didn't see any trouble whatsoever. Wow. Um, you know, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What a place. There are the well-known international gangs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do you want a stereotype? <laughs> David Telecom. Bring your home, farm or business into the 21st century with David Telecom's 4G mobile broadband. Super fast speeds, no landline required and with a quick and easy installation process. Be part of Wales's fastest growing and largest mobile broadband supplier, David Telecom. Well, here we are on Tuesday Club, the last Tuesday Club of 2020 uh, with a fabulous Carol Vorderman, a Christmas Carol. Big thank you to our sponsors, David Telecom, for all your fast growing and uh, speedy 4G mobile broadband contact, David Telecom. Carol, yeah. we've been watching and we've been talking about on Tuesday Club, something you've been in. I'm a celebrity. Oh, yeah. But this time, yeah. it's in Wales. How strange is that? It's fantastic. Not far from where I grew up. So I grew up in the Cluid uh, Valley, in the Vale of Cluid. And um, so Prostatin, went to school in Rill because I was Catholic all my life in the comp there and lived in Denby as well. So Abergelly, you know, it's just literally down the road. I've got loads of friends, probably a couple of boy, ex-boyfriends in my teens from Abergelly. And, and, but Gwyllt Castle, when I was growing up, wasn't... Uh, as I remember, open to the public. It was a long time ago. And um, but it was something that we knew about. Uh, and now to see I'm a celebrity there. But it's good. But it's fantastic. Fantastic for the area, too, for, for uh, Gwyllt. But it was, um, it's, it's lovely to see it. And I think that the production team on I'm a Celebrity, because I did it four years ago over in Australia, and it was... You know, they are the best in the business, possibly in the world, at what they do. Uh, and, mm. and they make you so comfortable. They really do. And it's such a laugh. I loved it. I really loved it. We're massive Anthony Deck fans. We talk about them a lot on the pod. Yeah, they're really good. You know, sometimes they're the best part of the show. They're so professional and, and yeah. funny. I, I'm starting a campaign to get Shane on there, actually. Either, either I'm a celeb <laughs> or I got this feeling well, that he'd be really good on Strictly as well. Yes, yeah, strictly hey, definitely. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Oh no! <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, you got more chance of me being allowed to go on in the jungle than strictly. I think if my wife has her away. But yeah. fair point. Fair point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hope she can't hear this. <laughs> no, no one's listening. Don't worry. <laughs> I've got a question. Sorry for go on, go before. go. Um, Carol, obviously you're good with numbers and. Are you any good at reading cards and stuff? Would you be any good? Because I'm going to I'm going to Las Vegas next year on a charity cycle, and 
if you're any good, I want to take you to Vegas with me to see if we can win some money in the slots <laughs> and on. Well, that's on my list Blackjack. of for 2021 because I, I I think I'm going to be really good at poker. It can't be that difficult, can it? And and it's all the numbers and all of that. I I think I could learn that. Shane. Yeah. Can yeah. Come with us. We're doing a cycle for Valindra Cancer Centre. Are you? All right. We'll get you through it. We'll ride a couple of kilometres a day. Don't worry. It's not that <laughs> yeah. bad. Yeah, they told me that yeah. before. Don't listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> and then we end up, we do. We go through the Grand Canyon, and then we end up in Vegas. So it's, come with yeah. us. A few Christmases ago, I was living with a Red Arrow, and um, we went over there, and we hired a plane, little like a little plane, because uh, I like flying, and we went... We landed in Monument Valley, just outside of the Grand Canyon, and I let him fly into the canyon and everything. There wasn't a, another plane around because he was quite good because he was Red Arrow. And then, and then we landed in Monument Valley for the night of the 23rd, coming into my birthday, Christmas Eve, right? And we went there. I thought, oh, big scarf, loads of champagne, all that. It's an Indian reservation. There was no alcohol. I can't believe this. Can't believe it. I mean, oh, but it was stunning. Absolutely stunning. They were in Vegas on on Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Okay. Uh, one thing I wanted to watch, Carl, is I've seen uh, you know since we uh, you got me on your radio show, which was an experience, just sprung on me that I needed to sing live <laughs> on air and bring a guitar. Um, yeah, that, yeah. You. Uh, um, well, you're like me. Every time there's rugby on, especially the Welsh boys, you just post and you're so up for it. And like you said earlier, you're so positive. Are you missing not being at the games while they're all on? I am. I really, really miss it. But you've got to think, oh, well, it will come back at some point. But I do miss it. I love the, I, so the two. My two favourite sports, really, are the rugby and horse racing. Horse racing sport. And, uh, and that's, I think, because you get that buzz you know, like horse racing, whichever horse you're betting on, you're in that team, aren't you, for that race? Uh, yeah. Because we all bet on that. And I'm just, I love screaming and I love like jumping up and down and being loud and all of that. So I do miss it. I miss it terribly. Um, but it will come back. You like horses. Yeah. You've got horses, haven't you, Shane? Like- yeah. Um- yeah, ponies. My daughter does uh, Jim Carner and uh, jumping. So, yeah, miniature, miniature, proper horses, aren't they? They really, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I know you love the racing. Yeah, I've also got. Yeah, I do love the racing. I got shares on a on a horse down in um, with Rebecca Curtis down well down your way actually, isn't it? Um, yeah. Right in the course there as well. So that that'll be fun next year. Now, uh, hard ground his name is. So I'm looking forward to seeing him go. But po- ponies, ponies is my life actually. I got no, I got no choice. We were at, <laughs> we I've, go just, ev- I've just bought into shares into a horse with Christian Williams, who trained Potter's Corner. Yeah, yeah. Gareth Mall, uh, Gareth Mall, and John John yeah. Davis's uh, horse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's called Johnny Man. Oh wow. Yeah. Now then, we we'll have to have a race then. Yeah, defo. <laughs> was that before or after last Christmas, Carol? Because I saw you at Chepstow. I was being uh, uh, some friends. We go. It was uh, after. So Potter's Corner had that fantastic race. And first horse to be trained in Wales to win the Welsh Grand National yeah. since 1965. So it was like massive, wasn't it? And I love Chepster. I love it when they um, take the saddles off at the end and you see the steam rising from the horses and you're kind of so into it. 
which is a bit different to Cheltenham because I, I well I just love racing and um and so then I thought ah yeah Christian Williams kind of new to the game doing well trains out at, you know in in the sea on the beaches and all of that stuff and uh, I just thought yeah I've got to do something so I texted him and then I thought right I'll wait till he thinks it's the right horse for me the right syndicate for me so um so that's what I've done just recently actually yeah. Oh, nice. I'm going to take us on to the next part of the podcast now, but there's a link there. Have you? Have any of you seen that film Dream Horse that came out uh, this I year? I still haven't watched it. No, so I haven't seen it, but a friend of mine is in it. We had him on the podcast, Darren Evans. Um, and that's about a, um, a, a village who basically pooled together some resources and, um, and I don't know, got a horse trainer to train a horse and won the Grand National, apparently. And it was all, I don't know, where in Wales, but it's a true story. And it's uh, Damien... Damien Lewis is is in it. Um, who's also Welsh? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he's Welsh. He's from. I think he's from Pembrokeshire, mind. I think. And Christian Bale's the from name, Porthcawl. The name's a bit of a giveaway, mind, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Did you know Christian Bale was from Porthcawl originally, or or, or Pembrokeshire? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there we are. Yeah. Um, right. So the next part. Obviously, we do a lot of rugby. We chatted some rugby with you, Carol, but we also chat a lot of entertainment and tv and film so what i want to ask you is there any sort of big things that stood out for you this year tv wise that you've been really hooked on um well i suppose most recently is that the undoing which has been on sky atlantic i think you know hugh grant. i can't bear hugh grant right i <laughs> i can't watch a movie with him in because he never finishes a sentence and women are meant to fancy someone you can't finish a sentence, and it's a whole English thing. And I just think, no. So I don't like watching Hugh Grant as an actor, but The Undoing, oh, wow. I, I mean, a proper sort of thriller. He played it well. She played it brilliantly, Nicole Kidman, I thought. And um, I like that. Have you seen that one? No, I've got it recorded. My it myself and Amy, we we oh, like God. to binge watch things, so we waited because they. I heard it on the Zoe Ball show, really too. They were only releasing it once a week, which is not like most yeah. TV shows now. They all get put out yeah. straight away, so we were waiting for it all to come on. So we've got them recorded, ready to go. Yeah, well, they're they're all out now, so yeah, I won't tell you what happens, obviously. <laughs> but um, and I I do watch. Well, in lockdown, you've had to, haven't you, really? Watch a lot of Netflix and yeah. all of that. I tell you what, though, I am the best movie audience ever because I can watch a film twice and I've forgotten that I've seen it before <laughs> until about 20 minutes from the end. And I think, oh, I've seen this before. And I will have done. And then I watch it all the way to the end because I can't remember the end. I... I I've got a total blank on stories. Honestly, I can't remember stories. I can remember maths. I can remember patterns. I love chess. Queen's Gambit I've watched. That is incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. That's one of the best things I watched this year is the Queen's Gambit. I, I tell you what, I tell you what, mind. Harry yeah. Potter must be a nightmare then, because there's eight of those films. You must be going round in circles. Which one am I watching? I know. <laughs> no. Honestly, I can't read a whole book. I, I like, nah, it's a story. <laughs> I can remember the ones that are real. I remember I used to live in London. We had this massive penthouse at the end of Lambeth Bridge. 
and uh, it was like floor to ceiling glass and all of that. And literally, you looked like down the bridge. If you want to know the time, you looked at Big Ben. And they were filming the triple decker bus one night. And I can remember sitting in bed, just watching all this filming that was going on and thinking, I'll watch that movie. So I watched that movie and I still can't even remember the title of the movie. <laughs> I can't. I'm rubbish. I'm properly rubbish at all that. Yeah. So, Carol, uh, this episode of Sean Saruda is now entitled The Christmas Carol One. You are Carol. Your birthday is on Christmas Eve, and you told me that's why you were called Carol. So, right. one thing we do with all of our guests is we ask them to give us their top three movies of all time. But because it is December, it's the last show of the series, I want your top three Christmas movies of all time. Away you go. That's hard. Well, for a start, I can't remember it. As I told you, I can't remember a story and it's difficult. I could tell you my three favourite movies of all time. There's one about Christmas that everyone goes, oh, I love that, but it's got Hugh Grant in it, so I don't watch it. And Martin <laughs> Hutchin. I can't, I can't remember. Love Actually. Love Actually. That's never played. Uh, <laughs> I like Elf, because it's funny. Yes. I like... There's an, the old one, uh, <laughs> the black and white one, where she's ill or is he ill? And then, and then oh, what's it called? Uh, Carol, Carol, sorry. Thank God you were good at maths. Anyway, that one. No, the black and white one. And then... Well, I always play, and it's my one of my two favourite movies, or three favourite movies all the time, Sound of Music. Oh, I just love Sound of Music. I've always played it every single year. And um, and I still cry, and I sing, and I love it. That's my that's probably my favourite. Poor kids have to listen to. <laughs> What's your wish, Shane? What's your famous Christmas one? Oh, my God. I, I love Home Alone. Yeah. I love Home Alone. That is a good top choice yeah yeah I, I love it so much uh, in the, uh, about three years ago i had to take my wife to the is it the plaza hotel yeah we yeah. stayed in the plaza just to to walk around where where um <laughs> macaulay culkin had been like i just i just thought that film was incredible brilliant that's the second one isn't it sorry that's two, the second yeah. one isn't it lost in new york yeah, yeah. brilliant both of them are awesome both <laughs> i love you Mine's the Polar Express. I don't know if any of you've seen that. Well, you've all got kids, so I'm guessing you might have. Tom Hanks. Tom yeah, Hanks. Tom Hanks. Do you know train. what? I was talking with my dad yesterday. That man has never done a bad movie ever. Oh, anything with Tom Hanks in me. I've said this before. Anything with Tom. I think he's amazing. Love him to bits. Apollo 13. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, a good. Yeah, Apollo 13. Yeah. Trading Places. I like see as a Christmas movie. I know it's a strange one. Eddie Murphy and yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. that that's a brilliant Just, film. It's a brilliant yeah. film. It is, yeah, incredible. So no one's based oh, but... on Hugh Grant and Love Actually, then. No, <laughs> and actually, wow. none of us will watch it again. Now you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right, we got we got one more question for you, and this one stumps a lot of people. Okay. There's a movie being made, and it's about yourself. So it's Carol Vorderman, the epic, the genius. Who is playing you? Sean French. 
Don French. <laughs> Never. Never. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Don French, mine, but ne- no, I don't think so. Don French. Uh, yeah, I'll go with Don French. Yeah. <laughs> Happy. Really? Yeah. Co- the co- you want it to be a com- quite a comedic film then? Yeah, my life is a blooming comedy, let's be fair. So, um, so yes, I'd like that. Yeah, always happy. Dawn French as Carol Vorderman in The Mathematician. (laughs) (laughs) Coming to you in a cinema on Christmas Eve. How's that? Probably not. We're not allowed in cinemas, are we? No, no, we're not. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Well, Carol, look, we've been absolutely delighted to have you on. Um, We know how much of a rugby fan you are. If the Six Nations gets back to... um, to crowds and uh, you know being able to do some hospitality why don't you come and join us for one of the home games and uh, you can have a day on us it would be great to have your company uh, watching the rugby um, hope you have a fantastic Christmas stay safe until then good luck with all your projects coming up and uh, as I said we've been delighted to have you on uh, the Tuesday Club thanks for coming on thank you happy Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Carol. Christmas Carol nice one thank you very Enjoy much Wales David Telecom. Bring your home, farm or business into the 21st century with David Telecom's 4G mobile broadband. Super fast speeds, no landline required and with a quick and easy installation process. Be part of Wales's fastest growing and largest mobile broadband supplier. David Telecom. That was the amazing Carol Vorderman, a Christmas Carol on a Tuesday Club. That's the last episode of the Tuesday Club season two. 2020 is done, boys. Thank you so much to my co-hosts, Kyle Reese and Shane Williams. We'll be back after Christmas with season three of the Tuesday Club. But a special mention and thank you to the sponsors of this episode. That's David Telecom, 4G mobile broadband, who specialise in homes, farms, warehouses and large spaces. Super fast speed and the fastest growing and largest mobile broadband supplier in the land.